Okay, guys, welcome to this morning's Five Property Show. So this morning, we're going to be talking about a controversial subject, especially for estate agents, because it's move or improve. Should you sell your five home or stay and extend it? This will be an interesting subject. So I'm going to ask uh, two experts to come on here. So we've got Perry McIntosh, so estate agent Perry McIntosh. Hi, Perry, how are you? I'm great, thank you. Good morning, everyone. Fabulous morning again. It is, definitely. I've had my four miles running. That's it, done. Before I got too hot. Because then I, mm. I, I mean, I sweat enough of it. I sweat just talking about running. That's how, that's how I'm <laughs> At least you did it. Just, even now, I'm just getting over my run. It's just coming out of me. Um, we've also <laughs> got Jimmy Mullen in. Hiya, Jimmy. How are you? Yeah, um, good morning, guys. Yeah, really well, thanks. Looking good forward to today. Brilliant golfing weather well today. I'm playing tomorrow at Charlton, so we'll see. Hopefully it holds out. Yeah, I saw a few people out in the court already and set to go. Some guy had this, uh, I actually thought it was a cart he was carrying on his bag, but it was it was his, uh, it was his driver cover. <laughs> <laughs> it was just this big, massive ginger fluffy thing, and I had to take a second look and think, no, it's not. And it was like a, it was like one of these fake cows, you know, oh, okay. with the horns. But I thought it was actually a ginger cart sitting on top of his yeah. Sitting top of his clubs. <laughs> Take it out for a walk on the course. I know. Good morning, everybody. Um, thanks for watching. Um, and and you're more than welcome to ask questions throughout the process and comment as well. If you get a chance, please take time to share this post as well. This is one of the most controversial subjects for an estate, and I'll explain why. Move or improve. Because if you if you begin to improve, you're not selling your house, therefore you're not making any money. <laughs> but initial reaction, what's your thoughts about move or improve? Just initial reaction, Perry. Oh, for me, I think it's a really good subject because, as you know, it's something that I am currently doing just now. So I think it just really depends on what you have, the size of your property, what you need from it. And I think for me, it was very much a case of move because I had to downsize. Good stuff. Move for you. Let's see if you change your mind by the end of the show. And um, uh -huh. Jimmy, what about you? Um, I would say it comes down to circumstances and forward planning um mainly if you're a family you're going to love your location you're going to stay there forever then obviously extend but if you're not then i think it's smooth um well, that's me, the end of that show we can all go and play in the sun now <laughs> that was nice and easy <laughs> for me with two young children I, I i couldn't go for extending but that's just me Personally, for me, I would say at this point in time in this market, um, my gut reaction is stay and improve and extend if you can, um, especially. And we'll talk about that throughout the show itself and and why that is, why I believe that is. I might Listen, by the time we get to the end of this and the debate we'll have, it, it might be the case that I might actually change my mind. So, um, so it'll be interesting to hear everybody else's comments on this, um, whether you should move or improve um, and, and should you sell your five home or stay and extend. That's the really I mean, some questions are in life are unavoidable. Aside from whether the chicken or the egg came first, <laughs> we don't know about that yet. I've still not worked out. I've kind of resigned myself to the fact that forget about it, Jim. It's just going to be the keep great unknown. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, at some point along the line, you begin to wonder if your home can evolve with you, um, or if it's time to say goodbye and find somewhere new in the process. Uh, moving is a big step. We can't forget that. And it's an exciting time as well. You know that, Perry, as well. Eh? 
Um, mm -hmm. But whether you're running out of space, looking to downsize or condensing or, or considering a change of location, uh, there's more to selling your home than just a property transaction itself. There's memories, attachments, and neighbors are often difficult to leave behind. And it can become a challenge to separate the emotion from the logic. Many local homeowners face exactly the same dilemma as you, remember? So this week's show is all about starting a conversation. It's not designed to steer you into selling uh, any more than to keep you where you are, but it will hopefully give you food for thought to reach a decision that is actually right for you. So let's talk about this subject in essence and go into the detail of this. Size matters. There are two reasons why your home might feel the wrong size. You're either outgrown it or you no longer use all the rooms. Now, Perry, classic example for you. <laughs> size matters. How does this apply to you? It totally applies to me. Um, and actually, the biggest thing for me, I felt, was when we went into lockdown. And I know everyone's got a different journey with that particular subject as well. But for me, what I found was I was going into rooms purely and simply to clean them. Yeah. And forgetting, and I was actually forgetting all the beautiful things I had. And then once I cleaned it and I saw how beautiful the rooms were again, I thought, oh, I love this room. And then I'd go out and then I'd go back into it the next weekend. And it kind of, it went on like that quite a lot for me. And at that time as well, Billy was offshore and the boys had left home. So there was me and the dog in this property just basically rolling around. Um, and it became, plus it, there was lots of memory in the home and it was a property that had had lots of kind of fresh emotion for me in different parts of my life. It was hard for me to leave it. Um, and it was a long time making that decision to actually then say, let's depart it. Um, Billy wasn't for moving at all. He loved the house. Um, and then when I went back to work and he was on furlough and then he was rattling around in it on his own, he started to say, Perry, actually, I'm beginning to get it. He says, I'm knowing how you're feeling because I'm walking into rooms and I'm going, oh, I forgot this was in here. And yeah, it then became real. And actually, all the emotion kind of then disappeared because it started to feel cold, the house, mm -hmm. because it was empty rooms that weren't getting lived in. Jimmy, so, yeah, it's important. Um, I briefly touched on it. For me, I would all I couldn't deal with the hassle of of extending with two young children, uh, family. I just I, I couldn't be bothered with it to be honest. Um, it would also come down to. Does that surprise us, Perry? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I probably on, could have Jimmy. quoted Go the on. answer. Go on. I, uh, My Charlotte's no there. Yeah, she probably will be. Um, actually. We were talking about how much longer we wanted to be in our current house last night. Um, she wants to probably be in here a little bit longer than me. Um, but I said, well, we could always extend. And she just went no as well. Um, for me as well, I know this in our forever home. So I know we're going to be moving again. And our plan will be to move to something that probably is slightly bigger and could be our forever home as well. So ideally, our next move's forward thinking is going to be a bungalow probably with at least four bedrooms um but the hassle the forward thinking and also in the area that we are in if i was to extend i'm also thinking about it financially as well would i recoup the money that i would put into the extension that i would like to do 
it'll be touch and go. Long term, long term, I would say the answer to that is yes, because you always recoup long term. Short term, yeah. the answer to that would be no. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, there's many factors that you do need to consider when this subject is we are thinking about extending. Um, yeah. And it's not something that you should just probably jump in with two feet and think, go gun ho. You definitely need to speak with experts and, and plan it properly as well. So let's look at when you need more space then. An extension might be the answer for you if your home feels too small. Well, if you simply want to more space for the family to gather, like yourself, Jimmy, a single-story extension to the rear could provide the spacious and sociable open-plan family space and the kitchen for everyone to be together. You know, it's quite a popular choice now where everybody does the open-plan kitchen, dining, and mm. living room itself. Um, so what do you do when you want an extra bedroom or two? Converting a loft or a garage? Two more straightforward things. What else could you do to add more rooms? Um, annexed in the back, not necessarily an extension, but an annex in the bank. But I think a double story, double story with a garage or carport and a room above is the only option you got, or extending to the side where you can change the sort of floor plan downstairs by the hallway where you might be able to have a, a room leading off, not off a lounge or the kitchen or the dining room would be the one that I would be looking for because you'd have to be careful what a surveyor can class as a bedroom as well so you need to make sure that you're configuring it properly um yeah. i've seen a lot of people just actually put a me the metal ladder going up to the attic and just making it another mm -hmm. bedroom i've walked into a yeah. couple of properties like that recently where there's just a metal ladder that comes down from the attic and they just go up into a, a makeshift bedroom it's not legally a bedroom but you know it's their house they can do what they want with it yeah, yeah, I think there's an I think there's an element as well whereby if you've got a garage again, I was speaking to a client the other day, and what they did with the garage is they converted that into a small kind of kitchen, diner, bedroom, bathroom, and I think yeah. that's an element that that can be easily achieved. And as you say, does it qualify and can it be signed off, or it doesn't really matter if you're the family that's living there and you've got a long term plan. But I think the important factor as well when we're talking about bedrooms, it's okay to add additional bedrooms, but just remember as well that if you've got additional bedrooms, it means your family's bigger, which means you need more bathroom. Yeah. So how do you how do you fit that in as well? I think that's really important that you take that into consideration. It's it's looking at your current space and seeing what you can actually do with it. Um, I popped down to our property yesterday in the East Nuke area um, to look for someone and he's got two bedrooms, two reception. And, uh, and and it was off the kitchen, but it was a big enough room that they were using it as a bedroom off the kitchen just now. But it had a door going out to the back. It still had the window, and then it had the boiler in the cupboard. So it was adequate to use as a bedroom, but would you really would it really suit as a bedroom where it was right off the kitchen? Um, possibly not. Um, I don't think that would be the case. So I did say, um, I think the surveyor's going to have an issue and say, look, it's probably two bedroom, two public. But that's fine. I like that, and it's in essence. The kitchen was big enough to have a dining table in, you know, a small one with four, four chairs. But that's about it. So it, it was a usable space for something else. And it's kind of what you said, Perry. It's looking at what you've got just now and seeing if you can adapt it to a better okay. use or a more efficient use. And the classic example is the conversion of garages. Um, yeah. Cooper Mills, the, the properties in Cooper Mills are, 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 are ripe for that. They do that all the mm -hmm. time, don't they? Yeah, 100%. That area in sort of Hogarth Drive, Robertson Road, where they're integrated is a really good ones that you can do it with as well, just thinking in Cooper. Um, and also the East Nuke ones would be like Fairhaven, Court Crescent, and 
uh, Skeef Road, Acon Court. That's yeah. uh, they're good. It's a, it's a totally different ball game, isn't it? It's like you're for for example, um, you're you're not going the huge cost anymore of actually having to build an extension, and you're not actually trying to get the what is the scarce resources now. You're actually getting a builder to agree yeah. to. You know that's yeah, the issue. Sure. All you need to do is get a joiner and an electrician to refit the whole thing inside and make it compliant, um, and use it for your purpose. If it means you've got it for ten years and it, it stops you moving for ten, you know, it allows you to not move for ten years. Um, then it might be cost effective just to have that and, and for the 10 years and then just to convert it back to what it was without the permission mm-hmm. and just just go back to just go back to the garage um because the because how much would it cost you to do that I think to kit out for stud uh, if it's only a bedroom or you're only putting stud and ele- electrics in you know we're talking about two or three thousand how much is it how much does it cost to move your best part of five thousand upwards mm-hmm. yeah yeah, so that's my argument in my debate straight away for the fact to stay where you are if you've got additional space that you could actually accommodate to use for something else for yourself in the next five to ten years and it would do you that for that purpose yeah there is that but i think as well me the downsizer i think that does work and when we speak to clients you know who are downsizing like i have done they always say well actually i ideally would like two three bedrooms but i would go to two if other rooms could be rejigged enough I could remold the, the layout but yeah. again when you're remolding that layout I think an important factor is if you are we're talking primarily families here and I think if you're going to be remolding and using your garage and using your loft the key elements that I have found because I've got a room in this property at the moment that's still full of boxes from when I moved because I thought I had decluttered but I didn't declutter as much as I <laughs> was necessary. I, I, know good, I know somebody that's done a good guide for that Really? Well, I'm going to need it because decluttering for me is a big thing. But also if you are downsizing and you're, or you're remodeling your space, where do you store all your stuff that's in your garage and in your loft? Yeah. So you have to kind of keep that in your mind as well. So it's all very well saying, oh, we can do this. But once you've emptied it and you've created this bedroom or shower room or whatever you want it to be, where does all the other stuff go <laughs> that you've taken out of that room? It comes down to if you have a garage and it has the correct foundations, it would be, it'd be easy to build up the way on top of the garage. Mm-hmm. And then that means you maintain that area, but you're actually creating another room above it. But you need yeah. to make sure you've got um, you've got the proper support for the first floor extension. Really, mm-hmm. that's what comes down to. Remember that there that there are more bedrooms and more people mean more bathroom time as well. So it's like what you said. You know, the person that had actually converted their existing garage had made sure they had a WC and a sink in that as well at the same time mm-hmm. because you're creating more space for more people. Therefore, it would make sense to have another, another, at least another WC in sync. It really does. And actually, again, coming to this situation from where I've been, we've come from three washing areas to one. And even just with two people in here, with just having one washing space is a massive challenge, timing-wise, yep. in the morning getting ready and somebody's in the shower and you need to go to the bathroom and you can't get in the room and, and it becomes, yeah, it's a challenge. So... Yeah, I've experienced it. <laughs> I, I I don't I I considered downsizing at one point, and I thought there's no way. After after a, after a while of um, serious thought about it, it's like I, there's no way I could go down to that. I, mm. I, where am I going to keep all my cats? <laughs> I know they've got they've got a whole sitting room. <laughs> <laughs> they've got the, they've got their own rooms. <laughs> So ask other questions whether it's a loft extension will leave you short of, of, of storage space. Exactly what you said, Perry. And if losing a garage will have the detrimental effect and demand of your home. So that's, I mean, that's really when you need more space. But what happens when your house is too big? 
you know, what, what do you do when your house is too big, Perry? Downsizing. For me, it's, it's a real challenge because you do have all these rooms that you've lovingly cared for, you've furnished them, you're emotionally connected to them, there's memories that have created in those spaces and that's the big dilemma that we had and from the topic coming up, it literally did take us 12 months yeah. to convince each other um, what we wanted to do. And even at the point of doing it and starting to pack things up and you were having to make choices about what you were doing with furnishings and, and all the, the items you've collected over the years, where does it go? Do you want to let it go? And then the reality becomes actually you just, you do, you have to, um, if that's a decision that you take, which is the choice that we made. And actually I didn't just do it because of the size of the property. It was also about, for me, it was a lifestyle choice. Um, yeah. And we, when we got married, Billy and I, we had our children quite early in our marriage. Um, and so we kind of did all of our family first. And now we kind of have feel we want to flip life and have our time. And so I wanted to make sure that financially we could do that. And by downsizing, it's allowed us to be able to do that in, in a comfortable way. So there was lots of elements as to why I made that choice, to be honest, or why we made that choice. Mm -hmm. Jimmy, you've got all this to come. <laughs> you've gone up the way, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, downsizing, I could... I don't think I could ever see myself downsizing. I would always want, with my family living so far away, um, down south, I'd always want a place for them to come and stay. I don't have that right now. So if my family do come up, they have to book in and play, stay in hotels, etc. So or Airbnbs yeah. or whatever they want to do. So also, my, a lot of my friends are still down there as well. So I couldn't ever see myself personally downsizing at all. Um, and I can understand you'll, why you'll, people... You'll get to it, don't worry about it. And the reason that you'll get to it is because it's like what Perry said, you'll get to rooms that you think, I'm dusting and cleaning these rooms every single day and the, mm -hmm. nobody's using them. So, mm -hmm. And and I, I get it completely because I got it early on in, my, in our days where it was just Elaine and I, we went to a three-bedroom semi-detached and I had one bedroom which just sat with storage boxes for the last the next three years. And I thought to myself, wait a minute, I'm paying council tax, I'm paying a mortgage, and I'm paying everything for this room that I've never, ever used and I'm not going to use for anything. Why on earth have I got it? It was a yeah. complete waste of money. And then I was maintaining a garden, which I really didn't want, so I didn't see the purpose. And, and that's when we ended up downsizing um, yeah. at that time because it was it was beyond our needs. And, it, and then we upsized later on. Downsizing is an age thing as well, I think. You're right with that. Um, and as I've gotten older, I mean, I, the garden thing, I loved. Um, I mean, as you know, Jim, because you sold my house for us, um, we had a huge front wraparound side, round the back. I loved everything about it. And for years, I enjoyed it. Um, as I've gotten older and I've got arthritic hands and things are changing in life, and then suddenly, actually, the garden became a burden and I wasn't enjoying it anymore. So yeah. it was really important for me to change that as well. So... Yeah, the upkeep of a, a larger property is is a big thing as well, not just physically, um, emotionally, yeah. but also financially as well. Um, yeah. And, you know, why, why I just felt that was, it became actually more of a burden of a property rather than enjoying it. Do you, do you think there comes a point where you start to resent the house because you're having to keep it all up with all that money? <laughs> I did, to be honest, that's yeah. Your, I, that's your, I we saw yeah, and that's what I ended up doing. So when I was trying to convince Billy to move, I literally ended up doing the whole get the bank statement out and was writing everything it was associated with the pro our total outgoings and then all of the outgoings, how much of that percentage of that was involved in the house. Yeah. And when you actually see it in black and white, you suddenly go, hang on a minute. You know, and you think, actually, this doesn't make sense. Right. And then you go, you say, wait a minute, that's a holiday every year. 
Exactly what I said earlier. You know, it was about my lifestyle choice then. And I thought I could be doing so much else with this money. Yeah. Priorities, when you put that into perspective, isn't it? It's um, mm -hmm. it's the classic example. If you're, if you're spending an extra two or 3,000 every single year on your house when yeah. you don't actually need all that, then mm -hmm. you've got to earn, what, maybe about 5,000 to get that? Exactly. So you've got to earn 5,000 pounds. So how much work do you need to do to earn 5,000 pounds just to, yeah, get, to get that 3,000 in your bank? Absolutely true. And what it has done as well, so not only have we got a better work-life balance and social element to our life and enjoyment of each other again, but actually it's allowed us to help our family. So it allowed us to help yeah. both of our boys get set up in their properties and, and get them settled, um, which means our grandchildren are now settled. And so actually where you get all this emotion connected to the giving up of the property, I've now got positive emotion knowing that everyone else is settled and happy and got the lives that they want. Yeah, perfect. Um, I, and, and I'm going to say to Jimmy, this will go right over your head, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Watch this back in about 20 years' time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you'll begin, they were right. <laughs> that's because that's what happens. You don't realise that at the time. Whereas, like, oh, I didn't get that at all. It goes straight, straight And then it, it, for me, it's point of readiness. It's like you, you yes. begin to work that out, the cogs begin to go, and you can think, I could do a lot more with this. Let's talk about the other one as well, which is balancing the work and the life. What's your thoughts on this, Perry? Work and life is really, really important. Um, and actually lockdown, to go back to that, for me yeah. was a big factor in making choices and changes. So I had quite a big commute from where I was, but as you know, Jim, through through my my story and lots of people, you know, friends that are maybe watching just now will know this of us. Billy and I travelled quite a bit throughout the UK, so we were away from Fife for a very long time. We always planned to come back to Fife again. We were away for about twenty five years, and um, we came back to Fife and we came back to this area, which is where we both grew up. Um, Billy grew up in the Burscreen, I grew up in Mount Fleury, and and we we always wanted to come back. And then we came back, and to be honest, I didn't want to leave it again, but my job was some drive away so on a day-to-day -day basis I was driving for about two hours so you're getting up earlier you're getting home later and it became a bit of a burden to be honest and then I was fortunate enough to have the kind of thought process of assessing things I didn't want to leave the property so actually it was the job that had to change at that time because yeah. I didn't want to leave the area so uh, hence why I'm sat here on the show but that's that for me was a big thing so I didn't necessarily want to move where I lived although I did kind of change houses, but it was still within the same area. Um, I moved job, actually, on that occasion, so it's slightly different in going off piece with the topic, but it, it's an important factor to where you live and where, how you commute and how that impacts yeah. your day and your working week. What about yourself, Jimmy? Balancing work and life. I would say you need to, for the individual, you need to try and figure it out yourself because everybody's work life balance is different like um going back to my days when i played golf there would be people that they didn't practice or they didn't they just played golf they didn't have to they didn't practice they didn't feel like it worked for them and they would play great but then there's also people out there that was like myself um and i'm a bit like that in the job as well where um I needed to practice every day. I needed to be keeping my eye in every day. I needed to feel like, and I feel like if I didn't, I'd be losing ground on everybody else. Um, and I always wanted to know what was going on. And I'm a bit like that now in, in the properties, like always checking my emails, trying to make a few phone calls a day, et cetera, et cetera. But also 
I'm quite good as where I can I can switch off for a few hours a, a day as well. But that's enough for me. Um, yeah, Charlotte will say otherwise, but for me, that's fine. Um, and I know you're like that yourself, Jim. But you got to find what works for you, well as well, and what keeps your mind sane and also sharp. Because otherwise, if you work yourself into the round, you'll miss you'll miss things that you shouldn't. Yeah, absolutely. Good morning, James. How are you? Um, interesting uh, for your comments, James, because I know you're an investor and you're actually quite prolific just now. So we're talking about move or improve today. Um, should you stay, uh, or should you should you stay and extend, or should you actually move house? And the reason why. So I'd be interested to know your comments on it, James. Um, anyway, so I'll tell you what like work life balance for me is. Well, when I worked at Standard Life in Edinburgh, I was commuting every day from leaving. And it was taking about almost one and a half hours to get into work and one and a half hours to get home at night. So three hours every single day of my life was commuting. Um, and then when you worked out, it's like, well, wait a minute. Um, it's three hours of my life. It's uh, it's unproductive. Um, it's a waste of time. You never had podcasts or anything like that time during the war. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for most people, that's years ago. Um so you never had anything like that at that time. So you never you couldn't make use of your productive time. Um, and and I came to the conclusion actually, rather than actually get a bigger salary, it'd be better to actually live closer to home and work closer to home at a less of a salary because it worked out more economically better for me. Um, mm. Because we actually took the decision to stay and leave in mouth. Um, whereas we could have easily moved to Edinburgh at the time for me to accommodate for Stanley. Thank goodness that never happened. Eh? <laughs> I'd still be working today. So, I mean, no amount of home improvements when you think about it will make your journey or work easier in that process. So if you're already tied to the commute, then it's about pain and to get painfully longer, then moving somewhere to, to give you that convenience is probably the right thing to do. On the other hand, perhaps working from home is the new norm. When you, you know, it's, I mean, you know, I work from home all the time, more or less. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't really matter. And, and, and I'm away to Spain next week, but I'll be working from Spain as well so it's the new norm basically it doesn't matter where in the world and i've always done that you know even 30 years ago when i first started in property investment and being a landlord and being a financial controller um i actually worked remotely anyway so when i was on holiday i actually worked remotely and i was able to do that and i've always done that so it made no difference to me for when things like lockdown happened it's like well that's that's the norm for me anyway i just do it a lot more so um, so if you can work anywhere else in the world um, and you can work from home doing it, then you would probably stay where you are. Dining table is a fine occasion for a occasional work to, workspace, but but you do get the aggravation when the tea gets put out and you're in the middle of something. And and I don't know about you, but I like to finish things. Yeah. yeah. It, it drives yeah. me crazy when it's like, right, when are you moving? So I've actually relocated to another room um, for that purpose. It's good. The, the newsroom, yeah. so you can see round about <laughs> right here. <laughs> it's like you say, it's the move or stay thing. I think the working home office is now a, a major factor in many people's lives now, isn't it? And guys, people watching won't, won't know, but we were having a conversation, the three of us, before we went on air, and I'm moving home again because um, now I have found the property that we want to, to own. And at the moment, I'm sitting in a corner. You've got a bit of a different view from me this week, but yep. my laptop is sitting on the tallest wooden box that I could find that didn't make me look up or down. 
and I'm like you, Jim, and we've spoken about this as, as well in the past. Um, I'm used to having a home office, downsizing. I didn't get that, so I do miss that a little bit. But when I go to my next house, I will be able to have that again. Um, and I do miss that because at the moment I do have to sit in the lounge. We've got the open plan. We've got the dining lounge, kitchen. So actually, it's not just myself that is impacted by it. My family are still trying to live in the home while I'm doing this. So it's always yeah. quite interesting um, in regards to interruptions. Yeah, for me personally as well, it's 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 also the boundaries you've got to consider as well. If you're going to be working at home, you know, yeah. can you actually physically close that door? Can you actually switch off? Um, for me, it's a big challenge. It's easy just to just to, and, and Elaine keeps going. Where are you going? <laughs> but you know, if I'm going to disappear and I'm going to, oh, but I'm just going to look at something or check something, and then in like an hour later, um, I'll come back and it's just sitting with the film on pause. Yeah, that's what I was like. Like, just just watch it, or don't don't watch it, or switch it off, or whatever, whatever you want to do. Because, because it is it is easy, and that is the balance between the work and the life. If you're actually going to, if you're going to upsize or you're going to downsize, you've got to really consider that. If you're going to work from home, this is going to be a, a a difficult thing to do, and to actually switch off. It's easy to walk out an office, and then just come back the next day but it's not easy when it's sitting in your doorstep. Hence the reason why in the very beginning, I actually bought Caledonian House um, down at the golf course um, because that was meant to be a physical way for me to get out of the house and keep my work away from me. Um, mm -hmm. So that was one of the work-life balances that I'd actually taken at that time. Um, the next thing to think about, I think, is about schools. Education is hugely important and considering the uh, parents and getting their children to the right schools are driving factor behind many, many moves. I've often had people move to areas just to physically get the catchment area for that school. Yeah. Yep. I mean, have you guys come across this? We get it a lot. And I know in the previous show that we did two weeks ago, we spoke about how you advertise a property. And certainly for us as well, bullet point wise, when we're advertising a property, we always try to put the school catchment in there because it is what happens. It's a major factor for a young yeah. family, isn't it? To make sure that the children can get to the school that you want them to get to. Um, and But I think you've got to be careful in that because again, moving is an expensive thing. And so don't just be thinking about primary. You've got to think about high school as well, because actually if you've got the right primary school, but then the high school that you want them to go to is not in that area, then you, you don't want to be having to move again. So it, it's a yeah. massive factor for families. Um, and when people are registering with us, they constantly say to us, anywhere as long as it's in the way catchment or as long as it's in Bell Baxter catchment yeah. you know they're very clear on what they're looking for I mean Jimmy for yourself as part of your thinking of would you stay in your home you've got just now or would you move and how long would that be that would probably be the first thing that you and Charlotte think about is what about the school wouldn't it yeah yeah with, well we're thinking about that already <laughs> with, with, um, uh, with Zara because our child mine is in Lethem um, now she's just about to start a nursery um, child minders aren't aren't cheap um, but we need so we need to take advantage of the of what we're we're allowed to in the nurseries. But the Lethem's quite rural, so we've got to try and find the closest one. Yeah, it's a travel back and forward as well, and the time of doing that. So, yeah, it's, so it's cost and it's travel and everything. You know, when mm -hmm. I I mean I sent my boys to Wade. Um, well, Tony went to Wade, my daughter, and the boys went to Madras. Um, but I tell you what, it was thirty quid every single day or every single week. So it yeah. ended up about £3,000 a year in buses. Um, but when you think about that, about the cost to actually move to St Andrews, or <laughs> that, <laughs> I, it's actually great. I, well, get the bus. 
It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like there's no way I'm moving. There's no way I'm paying double the amount of what I've got here. Um, effectively, that's that's what it was, and that was the decision. For it. But but it was a sacrifice we made at the time. I mean, you know, we were we weren't a flash, um, but but it was something we had to do. So um, it was it was necessary in the process. So education is hugely important. Um, we're lucky in Scotland um, that we can actually choose or apply to go to schools, even though they're outside of the catchment area for our children. And we usually typically get it granted. Um, whereas whereas the the English market uh, they've got a totally different thing. If you're on, if you're not in the catchment area, you often don't get that school. Um, so we're quite fortunate in Scotland that we mm-hmm. actually have that choice. I mean, some people don't have the choice because they don't have the money. But then, yeah. as I say, it comes to it really comes down to sacrifices. You know, we, you know, I would I would rather not have a holiday and send my kids to the right school uh, on the bus. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But I always a lot of the things, a lot of the people I go out and see, as one of their top top criteria is it needs to be in the attachment area of, yeah, Y Z school. That's one of their top priorities. So the, the top schools, I mean, it's Madras, isn't it? It's Wade. It's Balweary. It's you know. It's all you know. There's some really good top schools in Fife, in terms of of education standards, in terms of the the surroundings that you've got and the facilities are available. Um, there's no doubt about the Fife education system has put a millions and millions of pounds into into resourcing the some of the some some really good schools and facilities now, um, and and that should pay off in the medium to long term. In terms of what they're doing and it's key actually for a lot of people to you know we know yourself it comes that down when they think about schools it's like it definitely comes going comes down to catchment area london links is now the cutoff for weed um where it wasn't before and london links and largo fought vigorously to actually get that catchment area extended um for that purpose so people actually extend themselves to that to, to that there just to get that catchment area because that helps them uh, facilitate um, costs because if you're in the catchment area, then you get the bus service as a result of that. Um, yeah. So for schools with strict catchment areas, there's little choice other than to live within that. Um, if your current home is outside the zone, it's time to look for somewhere new, possibly. Before the beginning of your search, think about longevity of your move. Um, if it's for a primary school today, will you need to move again when the secondary school beckons? Um, perhaps you can find a location with access to the both uh, to avoid up, up sticking for the second time. Um, if the catchment areas aren't an issue, uh, then think about your journey to school. Um, are you getting up in the morning for the school run every day? Um, and are you up for that? Um, it's a, I know some people actually get up every single day from leaving and physically take their children to Madras and St Andrews mm-hmm. and back every single day and pick them up every single day. That is a huge commitment to what they're doing. It's a joy for some parents, it's a bind for others. But if your children will be making their own way to school and a public transport or cycling, a realistic possibility for where you live as well. That's another one is there good cycle routes to the, to the school itself. Um, mm-hmm. I often cycle to Park Hill um, when I went to Park Hill Primary um, mm-hmm. and, and then just chained my, my bike up in the, in the cycle sheds. Um, mm-hmm. So I often did that as well. Um, so that's another option that people can think about. Uh, lifestyle choices as well is quite an important one. Fun, I mean, sometimes, sometimes... People just fancy a change, and it's yeah. like <laughs> change for change's sake, and and that be, might be how you you just spend your time at home, or 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 do you want um, from for what you want from your neighbourhood? That's an important thing as well. I mean, you know, perhaps 
um, the issue here is uh, discovered an unexpected talent for cooking, but your kitchen is cramped with your style. And so some people actually just move for that purpose of a change for change sake. What, I mean, what's your thoughts on that, Perry? Change for change sake? I think change for change sake is a good thing. Um, I'm probably the wrong person to ask on this, to be honest with you, because we changed quite a lot uh, through our journey and through my, my, my working life. Um, and Billy and I have been married now 27 years and we've lived in 11 properties. Um, yes. So we, we've done quite a bit of change. Um, and But we're now at that point where we don't want to be keeping changing. And the cramped thing I've really noticed because I've found my love of baking again. And I have an open plan living space and, and where I'm at. And whilst it's great, actually cooking in it, the kitchen area for me is just a nightmare. I've literally got things everywhere and on tops of other cabinets. And I actually extend into the living area because I've no way to keep anything. Um, and so, you know, we had planned to actually stay in a rental longer. Um, yeah. But all those little things now you suddenly appreciate actually your lifestyle is not as great quality as you would want. And it's silly little things like you say, it's just cooking or going into the garden or things that you want to enjoy and experience with yourself and your family um so yeah for change's sake i think it can be good and positive and rewarding but it has to work yeah okay i mean i'm even at the point that i actually couldn't consider a bathroom without two sinks anymore <laughs> what that one out <laughs> 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 so, it's, so that's two bars of soap to make sure that they're in the right place then, Jim. I never thought that was a problem. <laughs> I genuinely never thought that was a problem when I was when I was younger. I was like, I never thought I would really need a bathroom with two sinks. But for some reason, there is an occasion that you walk in and somebody else is using the sink and you think, I want that other sink. So that's that's the reason why we've got two sinks. <laughs> um, and, and, and that's why it is a lifestyle choice, isn't it, really? When you think mm -hmm. about it, it's a, you know, you need a bathroom with two sinks. Um, I tell you what, I need an ensuite. You know, where did that come from? It's yeah. like, I'm all of a sudden, I need an ensuite. There's folk living in mud huts in Africa. Yeah. And I'm thinking about, I really need an ensuite. <clears throat> I know, it's terrible, really, isn't it? It is what you get used to, because I miss my ensuite. That's the one thing I do miss from my old house, is my ensuite. Um, and I won't have one at my new house. Um, but yeah, we just have to be careful about what we're doing. But it's, it's working all the balance. You're never going to get absolutely all of your ducks in a row, as they say. But I think that it's about achieving the best lifestyle that you can have from the property of your choice, isn't it? Whether that is moving or whether that is staying and just making some changes. I can imagine Jimmy would want an indoor golf range. <laughs> you know, one of these ones where you just, you, where you play your shot and it goes and it hits the it hits the, the 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 actual photograph or whatever it is, and then and then you see your ball going flying into the into the background. Is, is, no, that, that, is that something that appeals to you, Jimmy? As a golfer? <laughs> <laughs> I did talk about that with Charlotte when we bought this house. Actually, you know, the double garage, but yeah. um, it'll be it'll be further down the line yet. Um, but Zara's just started saying she wants to play golf. She's only two as well, so it may be sooner rather than later, hopefully. Yeah. Well, I've just proven my point about living in my office in the lounge because the doorbell's went. The dog's gone crazy. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, the, folks. I think I wanted. Uh, this is this is one of my things that I always wanted. I wanted a discotheque and a bar. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted a, disc, a discotheque and a bar in my double garage. I'll never ever have it because I think it's a complete waste of money. But it was just one of these things. It's like, oh, I would love to have something like that. I would love to have a recreation of the Oasis discotheque. <laughs> 
I had a. Oh my goodness! Now we are showing our age, Jim. <laughs> the Oasis. Jesus. Oh. I had a guy in a, a client in um, Ladybank that had that he'd converted his garage into the front bit with his storage for his wife. The back bit was all plasterboard and a bit of disco with a disco ball up top and a TV. They had a sheltered area over the back with his another TV outside and like his barbecue pit there and everything. It was. And then how many times have they used it every year? Once. Probably once <laughs> or probably never. And that's exactly the reason why I came to the conclusion, Jim, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Think how much fun you no, would have, though. I don't bother. It's a waste of money. You're never going to use it. And it's the things like, you know, I always wanted an, an indoor swimming pool. And uh -huh. one guy says to me, the upkeep is horrendous. He says, I had one in Australia because I always wanted it. And it's like, and it costs you thousands every year. And I thought to myself, I'm no buying something like that. That is a complete waste of money. Um, I'll go to the public swimming pools. That'll do me. Um, and, and it's true. It is that, it is that sort of, it, that is why people have the lifestyle choices. It's the, mm -hmm. it's exactly what you said, Perry. They want a bigger kitchen. They want a, they want a creative studio, for example. They want an artistic studio. They want something for a home office. Um, they want um, they want all these different things. I mean, James says, uh, you know, there you go. Hot tub is on our list. Um, will you uh -huh. have a room for that, James? Or will you actually just do an outside gazebo? Um, I would do the cheap option and say, do the out outside gazebo because you're just taking up a whole room for a hot tub, but you'll use maybe one or two times in the year. And that's about it, really. So it's, it, it, is a, it is pure lifestyle choice. And so if you find yourself dreaming uh, of getting closer to nature or having the shops and cafes nearby or living near a friends and family, it's maybe time to make the move as well. You know, that's a classic. Um, you know, a lot of people actually just move because they want to be near our shops, they want to be near our golf courses, they want to be near the beach. They're, you know, these are all lifestyle choices. They're not absolutely necessary, um, but but it's, it, it is on people's cards. And you, But then, as I said, I come back to my accountancy sort of thinking and think to myself, do you really want to spend the best part of, you know, by the time you're finished with the whole exercise, depending on what type of house you're buying, if you're upscaling, you're, you're talking about the best plan to 10 grand just to move. Is it really worth it? Could you do actually something else with that? Could you just extend what you've got there now? But I suppose lifestyle choice, it maybe doesn't come into play. It does when you need more space, but if you're needing a different location, your choice is made. You, you have yeah. to move. I think it is about lifestyle. And I think, again, that lockdown has taught people that, isn't it? You know, elder people perhaps want to live nearer their, their adult family, be nearer their grandchildren, be near outside space, be in a garden. They want to be able to enjoy every moment in life now because the, yeah. everyone kind of felt like everyone was taken, everything was taken away, isn't it? And we've got a recent um, couple that, that I've been dealing with and they have done exactly that. And they've actually moved from England to Scotland to live in Leaven and have bought a lovely house there. And their family live around the corner, their daughter's around the corner, the grandchildren are around the corner, they're right beside the beach. The kids can walk down to their house rather than a six, seven hour commute to see their family. Um, yeah. And so, so it does make a big difference um, to, to what you what you have and what you would like to have. And that's not always about things, is it? A lot of it can be about people and places. It does come down, it does come down and one of the ones, and I've, no, I've spoken about in this article itself that we've written, um, but it does come down as well to the quality of life. Um, because there is people that actually you move nearer your family because you need more support and care now. That's a big, big factor in, in making a decision to move now. 
Absolutely. And to be honest with you, that's why Billy and I ended up back in Scotland earlier, because at the time we were living in Hampshire in the New Forest, which we loved. It was really a beautiful place. Um, and we always planned to retire, but in maybe five years from where I am at this moment, but we've already been back for nearly five years. And it was because of that. It was elder parents who needed support. Um, and you want to make sure that you're there to be able to achieve that and to have create those memories um, that, that you can have in latter years. Yeah, absolutely. Um, romantic rewards, here's the classic, love. When love strikes, you know, it's, uh, you know that's a classic example when people actually uh, downsize, upsize, because when it strikes, when it, it turns and, and, and people start to think, should we live together? Um, oh, amore. It's the classic, the obvious choice is for the partner with the smallest home to move to the other partner with the biggest home. That's really what it comes down to. But but it's not, I mean, it's a quick and straightforward solution, but does it actually reflect both your lives equally? Now, this is a classic example. I've seen this happen. I was next door before from the house I'm in just now, and the reason that they sold that to me in the beginning was the very fact that they got together later on and she viewed that as the other wife's house. Um, and that's the reason that that's the reason that they sold, because she couldn't bear the fact that she was going to live in this house uh, with the other or his other ex-partner had actually chosen. Uh, so that's why they chose to move. So it was the other side of the romantic rewards and the fact that, you know, she didn't want to because it was chosen by his previous ex-wife. Um, so that's one of the reasons that they, they moved in that process. I mean, so, there, you know, while you think it's an easy choice to make, there is some dynamics that actually come into that. I mean, each of you have probably moved to where you are for particular reasons. Uh, handy for work. There's another one. Um, your favourite neighbourhood. Um, the close to friends and family. Um, and you could end up with one of them feeling very, very much at home, while the other one actually feels marooned because you've chosen to move somewhere else. So often it is the case that people actually do that and uh, and and change for that reason. You know, they, are, they don't, they don't they, they, they sell both houses to find one that accommodates both of their wishes, don't they? They yeah. do, and I think that's, that's a big challenge because actually you both perhaps have a romantic connection but your lifestyle and how you've lived up to that moment has been very different. So how do you, how does two become one, I guess, yeah. in regards to that move? It, it's a challenging time. And I had friends actually who recently have done that, um, not because they didn't want to live in each other's homes or anything like that, but actually they felt it was a natural progression in their lives to not mm -hmm. each have their own homes where history had happened, but to then have their home. Um, but bringing both of your requirements together into one is difficult. Yeah. It does. I mean, the feeling stuck in someone else's home is really a recipe for for friction in that in that process, uh, and and another move um, before long. That's really what it comes down to. Uh, so take time to understand what each of you want in this situation, um, where you want to live. Um, it's a new beginning that should be right for the both of you. I mean, that's the best advice I can give people getting together for the first time and actually meeting later on um, is really consider what you want both each and where do you want to live as a result of that? And if it does mean the two houses that you've got doesn't accommodate, then the answer to that is actually sell. Jimmy, what's yeah. your thoughts on this? Yeah, I think um, sometimes you need to take a step back and maybe if you're have to, if you lucky enough to have two properties, maybe try living each for a certain period of time and see which one works better for you at that time, but then you can make a decision on which one to sell and, and forward plan and make yeah. make 
make make the right choice of what area you want to be and what you do need and what you don't need because a lot of the prop two properties are not often the same um so it's just taking a step back and assessing everything before you jump in and just how uh, this used to be this parcel house or this that, that person's house or it doesn't have this or that you do need to think about it before because as, as we've already discussed moving house isn't cheap so it could cost you thousands of pounds if you if you jump into it and make the wrong decision yeah what's Especially your thoughts on this perry your final thoughts my final thoughts are i think that every individual it's a massive decision isn't it you spend it's the one thing you spend the most money on and i think togetherness is really important but actually with that togetherness i think the final most important part is that actually you will both still need to compromise because you're yeah. never going to bring two things and make it one thing. So there is always going to have to be compromise on both sides to achieve what you want. Yeah, most people get together because of the romantic rewards um, is because it's saving a lot of money because you've got two houses running uh, effectively. You know, two mortgages running, two council tax running, um, yeah. two um, utility bills, especially just now uh, running as well. And that tends to be why they, they tend to get together as well because it makes absolute sense because they've been together for all these years. Um, mm -hmm. living at separate houses but taking time so a classic example Jimmy is what you said you know they do they do actually live at each other's houses now and again and and they've obviously got used to it so the you know I've often heard them both come to us and say look you know we've made a decision we want to sell both houses because it makes it doesn't make sense or we're, we're, we are going to move into one house because the other house um, we don't need anymore because it's the costs you know that's that, that's what i tend to find any any stories yourselves guys about what you found i recently been out to somebody who's moving in with her partner um but he rents but that's it lives in the area that he that they want to live in she's got a, a smaller property so she's gonna put hers on the market sell it so they have the have a deposit ready for a house that they do like when it's yeah when it comes up so she's going to sell and they're going to move into rented so they can forward plan and, and see a lot of things that they don't that they like um yeah it's all just about assessing the situation and and making sure you're taking your time with it as well and yeah it is about lifestyle as well though and about your family choices because actually i have a situation where it is two houses but it's not a monetary aspect so yeah. one house has been sold the couple are coming together into their new one that they're purchasing, but actually the lady's home is actually going to then go to her children so that they mm -hmm. have a home of their own. So there's other elements too. It's not always just a financial thing. It's always about trying to do the right thing for your extended family. Yeah. So James actually makes a good point. That's how kind of how he got started starting to buy to let rentals. His last house was repurposed as a rental just now as, uh, um, as now they're in their forever home. So they actually had that. And I've seen that with a lot of investors um, have come to me recently and had a chat with me. And the fact that their their, their partner has actually got an, an, an existing home and they're kind of thinking to themselves, do we really need to sell it or should we actually rent it? And so they've actually sat down and thrashed out the numbers and thrashed out whether it would be worth doing that or where they would actually make returns. Because you, you guys know yourself, you're getting nothing in the bank. So why on earth would you just sell the house, take the money and then put it in? And then if you're getting a mortgage, if you're selling that house because it's got equity in it, the additional house, and selling that house because it's got equity in it to pay off the existing mortgage you've got in it, but you're, you've are you got that house that can make you money, maybe a 14% net return, and you're going to take it and sell it to, get, to pay off a 2% mortgage. That makes no sense at all. Mm -hmm. You've been as well keeping the asset and renting it 
and actually making money out of it at the same time. And it's all I always say it's as good as money in the bank because you've got the equity in there still that you can dip into if you need to remortgage in order to bring a wee bit of money out to go and do something else you want to do. So often, again, in the plan of doing that, I then say, well, how much you got in that? Well, I've not got a mortgage on that property. Well, take some of that money out, and then you can build your extension or you can improve your existing house with that money, and therefore that's still tax deductible against the, mm -hmm. against the asset you're making money on. Um, to a certain degree, there's taxation implications about mortgage interest at lower rate only being available, not a higher rate, but that's, an, that's another question uh, entirely. Um, James actually says it makes sense uh, just about every single time, and I would agree with that um, in that situation. There is often, there's, there's a few scenarios where it won't make sense to do that, but again, that's why it's worth talking to an expert in term, uh, who's done this before, who understands the dynamics uh, uh, to get the right answers and the right, the right decisions for that. Um, okay, guys, um, any final words on this before we finish off? Let's talk about, you know, overall, have you changed your opinion and why? Or have you stuck to your opinion and why? Right, Perry, over to you. <laughs> I've stuck to my opinion. I am absolutely very excited about moving to my new property, which is much smaller than my old property. And the reason being is that the property will tick all the boxes. It'll give me the space to enjoy my lifestyle, but actually it'll also give me that financial comfort blanket to then look at securing my future a bit further. So for mm. me, I stick to my guns. Jimmy? Um, I would stick to my guns as well. When personally for my circumstances, not extend um, too much hassle, uh, but um, yeah, I just think it comes down to the circumstances of the of the person. For me personally, I mean exactly where I want to be in terms of schools, uh, location to work, go get easy access to whole of five. Um, so as long as I can stay in this area um, in a bigger property. Why would I need all that hassle of it extended? For me personally, I think it's uh, you've got to weigh it all up. You've got to weigh up the implications and the, what you really want. And I think it is actually a good suggestion is write down all the pros and cons about why you would want to do something. So the first one is all about um, if I stayed where I was, what would be all the benefits to stay where I was? If I moved, what would be all the benefits to where I moved? If I stayed where I was, what would be all the pitfalls? If I moved, would there be any adverse effect as well? And the, and that comes down to all everything we've talked about in here, about you know the, the accommodation on offer that you need, um, whether it suits your, uh, your current lifestyle, whether it suits your working practices, whether it suits um, the other people living with you as well, um, as a result, your family and and your surrounding friends and your community. Um, there's a lot of things to to, to take into account. So, uh, you know, while I said quite, you know, in a in a, a, a you know either black or white issue here in the beginning, and I was quite thinking about stay and extend. I'm actually I'm actually on the fence now, um, and I, I, that's a politician's answer, isn't it? <laughs> Jim on the fence. I'll tell you why I'm on the fence. Tell you why I'm on the fence with this, and 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 I might pick a side at the end of this. Actually, I might say, right, I know where I am, because um, I'm thinking it through now. Because I have thought it all through, and we've had this discussion. Um, I mean, it is if you sold, it's the huge financial cost of selling. It it would put me off, and it's the move as well. 
it's the fact that the, the huge hassle of having to move and find another property, and it is a big thing. Um, whether I've inherited that from my mother and father, because my, they're rattling about in a big, huge house in the links, and, and I keep saying, why did you, why you not just downsize and find a bungalow? And my dad's like, well, I've not got very many years left yet. <laughs> and and, and why, why would I need to move and get, get all that hassle? It's like that's what he's come to the conclusion. It's quite, it's quite straightforward. Now you know where I get it from. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so it's, it's the huge financial implications of actually moving. And you kind of think to yourself, would that be better spent on extending where I am um, and the lifestyle and everything that comes into into that capacity of doing that? So I, I would, at, at this point in my life, it's it, it is it is stay where I am, but not extend because I am at the stage of they're now beginning to grow up, leave home, and all the rest of it. I'm kind of just probably um, two or three steps behind your decision, Perry, in terms of what you've done. Um, because yeah. my, my, you know, I've still got two boys in the house, and they're still mm -hmm. like I can't see a day where they'll ever leave. <laughs> hey, yeah. if, if you're a young person out there, don't leave your parents' house. You save an absolute <laughs> fortune. You don't pay for a mortgage. <laughs> you don't pay for utilities. You don't pay for food or anything like that. Save your money, invest it wisely, and buy to let or or and pension funds and stuff like that. Make an absolute fortune and a killing for the medium to long long term with that money. That's what you do with it. Don't spend for today, save for tomorrow, and it'll pay off big time. That's my answer to everybody at staying with their mother and father just now. Stay with them as long as you can until they prize you with a crowbar. I'll give you a counter-argument to that then. Parents, when they do leave, downsize. They kind of come back. <laughs> we ran an advert with that, actually. When it was the advert was, uh, and it was on Kingdom FM, where... where um, what was it? The young, the young girl was going right. That's me away to university, and then you heard that you heard their car door shutting, and the first person, the first thing uh, the the dad said was, "Woohoo! Right, let's sell the house." <laughs> <laughs> and the, that's my plan. And then, then his wife kicked in and went, well, wait a minute. We've got to think about the implications about whether they visit again and stuff like that. Maybe we should speak to an expert. Let's give Jim a call and speak to him and all the rest of it. I'll, I'll, I'll show you that. I'll, I'll let you listen to that advert one day because it was quite funny about the whole process. And he said, oh, wow, that's maybe just the two of us together now. And she went, oh, God. It is a big choice, isn't it? It is a big yeah. choice downsizing and the very thought and the very thought as well i tell you what when the children leave sometimes people look at each other and go oh my god i'm, I'm gonna have to live with you for the rest of my life <laughs> and that's, that's why i got that, a dog yeah and, and that, yeah <laughs> and, and that genuinely is because and that's this is a whole show in itself isn't it psychology oh yeah and the fact that because you've nurtured and, and, and looked after the children all your life all of a sudden you're left with a huge void um, and that's where it becomes uh, like, wait a minute, I, I now who's this person I'm living with now? And and that's when you have to really focus on other things and actually have your own your own things to do in your life, really outside of that, and your own interests because because then you start to focus on another person, and that's when you do get the point where people come to you and say, look, we're selling the house because we're we're splitting. Yeah. That's Definitely a positive end. On that, on that cheery note. <laughs> <On that cheery rock. laughs> but you're right, though. And actually, as, as a mum, um, 
and I'm, I know I made the joke about the dog, but as a mum, yeah. actually, when the boys did leave home, I was rattling around in the house, but also for myself personally, I did have a little bit like kind of abandonment issues because I'd been nesting for such a long time yeah. that suddenly I didn't have that. And I never thought I would ever have a dog. Now my dog's like another child. So yeah, and the first you can thing make do, life good. The first thing I do when I walk into people in that situation where they think I, I can't stay with that person anymore is I actually sit them down and talk it through. Um, and and a lot of people don't realize that we're not just estate agents i actually have <laughs> a lot of experience of this um and i actually say is this a definite is this definitely what you want to do and i often things like you know maybe you should go to couples counseling and stuff like that first to work it all out and see if this is the right thing for you to do but it's not about keeping you together it's about getting the right way forward and that is the positive point of this yeah um, and on that note that's us for this week and we'll see you all next time, next week, 9.30. And I'll do some vlogs in between and watch yeah. the update for tomorrow night on the um, the weekly update. And I'll be talking about some of the some of the properties that are coming onto market quite soon. And uh, from all of us on the team, bye-bye for now. Have a good weekend, guys. <laughs>